Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What up, everybody? We are back. This is episode 23, I think, or 22. I'm not sure. I think I have them mislabeled on Apple Podcasts, whatever. Just wanted to say hello again and welcome back to another episode of Cuckoo with Coco. It's been a while, but, you know, with everything going on right now, I uh, took a step back for a minute. Again, having like a difficult time of wanting to pursue things and seeing where they go, but as of this moment, since we're all stuck inside together, I might as well grace you with my voice. So, hoping that this is a better recording, because the last time I recorded there was a lot of background noise. I think I'm gonna stop over-editing my episodes so much, because one, I'm not a robot, and two, I need to take a breath from now and then, and three, I have asthma, so if you don't want to hear me inhale or exhale, then you know, that's on you. But I wanted to say hello. And welcome to your 832nd day of being in quarantine. This might be a shorter episode than regular, but I wanted to touch base with you guys and see how everybody's doing. I hope you guys are getting through it and not getting through it. And I've been catching up on a lot of podcasting, like listening to them, because I have a couple in my library that I like to listen to while I'm at work, because I work in a nursing home and there's just a lot of death and despair and stuff happening around me with COVID-19 being the prime suspect of the murders. <laughs> it's probably a weird way to say it, but that's basically what's been happening lately. There's, uh, I live in Orange County, so there's a lot of stuff going on over here, and being in New York, a lot of stuff is on lockdown. I know it varies from state to state, but we're at, uh, like, New York City is kind of like what they're calling the epicenter of what's going on right now, so everybody's staying indoors and only essential workers like myself are going to work or leaving their house at all places are now in like instating that people wear masks when they go in otherwise they won't be allowed service so um we're dealing with that also sorry for that click in the background but my laptop will just not turn on correctly and i'm getting pissed and i'm just gonna throw it out the fucking window in two seconds so there's been a lot of good bad and ugly to COVID-19, and one of the things I've noticed is that, you know, before all of this happened, it seemed like more than 50% of people commuting out there were just headed nowhere. Like, people were just out driving and wasting gas for what? Like, gas was never free or cheap. Like, where the fuck were you going that everybody had to be out at the same time? Because my commute's never been better. So if anything, this has improved my commute because there's no stores open and no dickheads on the road going nowhere, which is what seemed to be happening before COVID took over. Apparently there's been a lot of environmental positives, like California is going days without smog over its crazy city, state, whoops, still not editing that out because I'm lazy, but Everything's weird. Everything's weird now. I think technology is playing a big part in keeping us all connected to each other, but it's also like a sign of panic because everybody going on the internet 
is posting conflicting pieces of media and it's just like can you just stop for like two seconds because who knows what to even believe at this point we need to like go based off facts other than you know well this side said this and this side said that and you know I'm not really a political person and that's not what this podcast is for go check out anyone else or any politician whatever but I'm not here for that I'm I'm naive to that stuff and I know I am but it's just so depressing that Everybody's up in arms against each other, as in, 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 and the most recent thing is the stimulus check that everybody is all hyped about. And it's like, you know, you're excited about $1,200, but that's like a right now situation. We don't have anything in place right now financially to help those who have been laid off during this situation. Like, how can you be excited about something that's happened one time? Like, that just shows you how little people understand, like, the bigger picture of what's going on. We don't know how long this is going to last for. That's the bigger picture. Nobody knows how long this is going to last for. Right now, it's all speculation. We don't even have a vaccine yet. And if any, if we do get a vaccine, what I've been hearing is it takes at least 14 months for us to get it implemented because they have to make sure that the person they give it to, like the initial, like the initial guinea pig, survives and doesn't die from it. Like, do you know how scary that is? And we have to make sure that this concoction, cocktail, whatever we're inserting into people doesn't kill them immediately. Like, that's insane. So, like, the fact that this this stimulus check that's happened once has people so excited. Like, how long are you going to stretch that $1,200 for? Or what stupid thing are you going to buy and flash around during this period where everybody's suffering or everybody's home with somebody they can't stand or... You know, people are having mental breakdowns because of this whole kids thing. And one of the things I saw pertaining to kids had to do with Justin Timberlake, which I thought was pretty interesting because he posted something about him and Jessica Biel to gloss over it or to, you know, be vague about it. He said that it was something it wasn't good for their mental status or whatever, or they're not having like the best time. Like it's almost impossible to spend this much time with your kid and have a good time is what he made it seem like. And you're a celebrity, you can't say that. <laughs> like, like so sorry, you don't have your nanny or whatever to have your back while you go on tour or while you do a movie and this and that. But like, this is the season of cancellations. Everything is canceled, okay? Unless there's pre-recorded episodes of stuff, stuff is over. Like Grey's Anatomy just had their season finale two weeks ago. Do you know how early that is? It doesn't usually come until like May. And we're not even touching May yet. And shows are finished. You know how bored we're going to be as a society once we've reached the end of Netflix and Hulu? What are we going to do after that? Like, someone tell me what we're going to do after that. Because I've been binge-watching a whole lot of nonsense, and I'm finally catching up on stuff that I've made excuses to not watch. <laughs> like, there's that show that's on the back burner that you're like, oh, I'll have time, I'll have time, I'll have time. And then now you have time. Now we have nothing but time. Oh, look, my laptop just started to, decided to say hello. Anyway, uh, then there's other stuff going on, too. Like, um, you're just hearing that these states want to, like, reopen. Like, Texas is going to be the first state, I guess, next week that's going to reopen. And I'm like, are you serious? Just sitting here pondering, like, people are still dying. Like, <laughs> you know what, though? It's Texas, though. It's Texas people, and, you know, they need their dry rub and all that shit and whatever. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, 
But New York so far, I got to tell you, I don't, I haven't really, I think the whole mask thing gets me kind of nervous. And I have asthma, so I have like a respiratory, like chronic respiratory thing. And uh, it's probably, my family's more concerned about me health-wise because this could, if this gets to me, this could affect me really bad. But I'm 30, so I'll probably get through it. It'll probably suck for a minute, but I'll get through it. Um, Also... I've been listening to this one podcast. It's called the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. And if you have a minute to listen to it, it's really funny. It's Moshe Kasher and Natasha Legero, and they're married, and they're both comedians. They do this thing where they call uh, they call someone who's having relationship problems. And like the main thing I've heard the five like the past five episodes, except for this last one, is that um, a lot of people are getting stuck indoors with people they want to break up with or divorce. And I'm like, ooh. Like, I would hate to be in that situation because if you're, we have quarantine in place right now. So it's like people who are in your immediate house have to like stay. So it's like, how do you get around something like that? Like, how do you get into a situation where you are about to divorce somebody and now they can't leave your house? I was like, I would rather die. (laughs) I honestly would rather die than be stuck in a house with someone I hate. Uh, Not even hate, just, you know, loathe. I think loathe is a better word. I've also noticed uh, at work now. Okay, so this is is another good part. So at work, they uh, have us parking differently because one entrance of my facility is closed and the other entrance is the main one that I usually park at anyway. So the parking situation is horrendous. I have asthma and now have to walk right up a hill. And now we're being screened on the way in. So one of the first questions they ask, or one of the questions on the questionnaire when you walk in says, shortness of breath. And I'm like, bitch, my entire life has been shortness of breath, okay? Since I walked out of the womb, walked. I have been, I have had shortness of breath. Like right now, I have shortness of breath. And I hope you can't tell, but oh well. So I've also... Notice that that's a really stupid question to ask about that, because if I say yes, then I can't come into the building. Secondly, I've noticed that people don't know how to park between lines. There's so many people in my job who make me want to bash in all their windows because just park in between the two lines. What is so difficult about parking a car? Like, I've never realized this before, but I'm like, I'm fitting my car. I don't give two shits about these other cars next to me. I am backing my car up, and, you know, I'm a respectful person, so I won't hit your car with my door when I get out, but I'm parking here. I don't know what you thought, but I'm not going any further down this parking lot, or I'll just go home. (laughs) I will just go home. Also, on my way, this is the third point, people driving. So on my way to work the other day, I think it was Thursday, I was walking, walking, oh my God, could you imagine walking to work? Oh my God. Anyway, I would probably get there the next day or halfway through my work day. But anyway, so this guy was being a super dick and driving up my ass and then he finally got around me and his license plate tag said he was clergy. And I was like, okay, buddy. So from what I take from the way you're driving is, you're trying to get to your God quicker. Like, are you planning the funeral while you're driving? Because this is what's going to happen. And I said, I can't believe that someone with such spiritual awareness 
would want to drive like this? Like, shouldn't you have a more passive way of driving? Like, I feel like the person who created uh, defensive driving was like a pastor. Because everything, you know, we don't drive like that. We don't drive with any kind of respect for mankind on the road. I know we don't. And if you do, you're lying. Or a sociopath, or one of the two. We, as a society, feel the need to get somewhere ultra-fast, and we make no apologies about it. So... That guy doesn't fit in with clergy. He fits in with the rest of us. So I think someone stole a pastor's car and was driving around with it Thursday or Friday morning, whenever it was. But defensive driving, I've noticed, is very by the book. And you know who's very by the book? Religious people. And religious people have a way of life that they just stick to all the time and don't pick and choose like it's a Christ's buffet or whatever, or whoever you believe in. Secondly, secondly, that should be actually a bullet point under three. I watched Unorthodox yesterday on Netflix. It was really, really good. It was four episodes about this, about this Hasidic Jew from Williamsburg, Brooklyn, named Esty. And she just goes, you know, I don't give a shit about this lifestyle anymore. And she just takes off. She takes off to Germany, like Berlin. And they do a lot of... They do a lot of her backstory as to when she first, you know, not when she first came into the cultural society that is being Hasidic Jew, but they they show her backstory a little bit about when she was younger and when she had, um, when she got married, like they show a lot of that and they show her trying to be in the marital bed or her learning about what she should be doing from some chick who comes to the house. I don't know what this chick's name was or what her deal was because for that part, I wasn't really paying attention, but she was explaining to her all the rituals and ceremonies and stuff. So what I got from that was that this girl was just supposed to do what she was told and, you know, lie under her man and wait and just wait to have babies. Is basically the premise. So, yeah, so basically she gets tired of living the way she's been living and comes to a decision to leave. And like I said before, I wasn't really paying attention to when the lady came to the house and was teaching her about what she should do. But apparently for the first year that she's with her guy, who, it's an arranged marriage, obviously. The first year she's with him, they don't really sleep together. And he basically, she says that her husband, his name is Yankee, he needs to stop telling his family what's going on because she feels like... He, they're in bed with them, which is what makes her uncomfortable, which I'd be uncomfortable too. Like, I, I hate when your partner, I don't know that I've had this before, but when your partner tells family what's going on, it's like, hey, don't do that because I don't tell anybody what's going on with us. Well, I mean, I tell my mother, but she has some kind of like respect for things like that. And, um, but yeah, so she decides that she's like, fuck this, I'm out. And she leaves and she goes and uh, she goes to Berlin, which is where her mother is. And they explain in the beginning that her mother tells her, they do a flashback, and her mother tells her that she is actually a German Jew. So they, she gave her paperwork that's right to citizenship in Germany. And it's almost like she runs off with a circus because she meets this group of musicians and she watches their rehearsal and she gets invested in becoming part of a musical society, which is really cool. 
and they adopt her like into their culture and their ways and they're like hey you want to go out and do this with us and she's like sure is that cool and you know I was telling my boyfriend the other night that uh you know I would love to have a friend like that like you know someone you can introduce and influence and you know whatever but apparently I'm a bad influence in some people's lives and I don't understand that because I don't really do anything anymore and uh so I would love to have a friend like that who, you know, I would just be like, hey, come check this out. You'll probably like it. I mean, you've never heard of it. And, and, you know, I think they were fascinated by the idea that she was an unorthodox Jew and that she, um, an orthodox Jew, excuse me, unorthodox is the name of the show. How stupid <laughs> that she was, uh, excited to be involved in something that was so brand new to her. Like she knew nothing outside the bubble of Williamsburg and she was just, she was so open to it. Like there wasn't anything that she wouldn't do. And I think that's really important. And I feel like some people like right now, I feel like a lot of people don't understand the importance of what's going on and they're not being as abrasive to the rules and stuff. And that's why, you know, the quarantine keeps getting extended and we're hitting May 15th now is what's happening in New York. Like nobody, nothing is going to be, nobody's allowed to go anywhere until May 15th. We'll see what businesses open up. Also, these drive-through lines are insane. I drove by Starbucks yesterday and there were like 20 cars. And I said, thank goodness I'm not going there. Instead, I went to Price Chopper to buy groceries, which actually wasn't bad. So I think everybody's over the hype of shit running out. And now they're just sitting on their piles of toilet paper like they're king shit. Literally king shit. Because everybody else can wipe their ass and we're all fending for ourselves. Like, hey, what do we wipe with? Can we wipe with this leaf I found outside? And then they get a rash between their ass. Anyway, uh, back to unorthodox. Uh, I really liked it. Um, she got She got what she wanted, which is freedom. Even though they sent, the rabbi sends her husband and his cousin Moisha or whatever. I think that was his name. I just watched it yesterday and my memory's shot. Uh, the cousin Moisha and the husband Yankee go to Germany to try and find her. And they do find her and she's like, I'm legit not going back. Like, he tells her, he said, you know, we're the only people who care about you. You don't have an education. You don't have any skills. You don't know how to do anything. He was like, how do you think you're going to make it out here? And she says to him, you did, to Cousin Moisha, because he did leave, but he came back. And he's like, give it a couple of months, and you'll see that the only people that ever cared about you are the people you left behind. Which I think is funny, because, you know, a lot of, you know, it sounds like, I hate to say it, but when you're in a bad relationship with someone, and they, like, isolate you from everybody, and make you, like, the center of their reality, it's almost the same thing. Like, nobody cares about you, you've cut off everybody that loves you. And who are you going to go back to? And first of all, she has her mother in Germany, which I'm glad she saw the light and realized that that's who she had behind her. But she was also pregnant. So she also kind of was like, well, I can't do this on my own. So maybe he's right. And then, you know, she fought for herself internally. And her mother explained to her what happened initially because she thought that her mother abandoned her. And that wasn't the case. Apparently her mother... uh, said that she lost her, like lost her in a custody case or whatever against her father or against the community or something. Like they took her because her mother's claim she was 17 years old when she was married to Esty's father and he was a drunk and couldn't take care of himself. So she left him with Esty and uh, 
a couple of months, they found an apartment together. Like her friend, Esty's mother's friend, helped them find an apartment, and they lived together for a couple of months. And it was blissful, she said. And then you know they took you from me. I didn't really have a choice in the matter. Like they got lawyers, and she said, and I was out of my league. But it, this was a really beautiful story because you know she got her relationship with her mother back, and she chose herself over her community. And I think I might have to read this book because it was based after a book. But um, I really enjoyed that show, and I hope that you do too. And I hope you watch it. It's called Unorthodox, and it's on Netflix. And it's just four episodes; they're an hour each. And I really liked it. <laughs> and I don't really take to things like that, like there's like cultural shows or anything like that. But uh, I like it, and um, I'm gonna continue. I started watching some other show called Hentified, which is you know this Mexican family with their taco shop or burritos, whatever they do. But it's good. It, it's pretty funny. It's about a, a Mexican or a Spanish family. I forget what their back, cultural background is, but they have a shop and they're trying to keep it open. And there's different aspects to it because there's one cousin, one family member. The cousin comes from a really heavy background. Well financially wealthy background who supports his dream of going to culinary school so he becomes a really like good chef and you know the the grandfather who is the patriarch that's like running the whole restaurant decides to take his advice over the family member like one of the male family members who's been there I guess his other grandson whatever his other grandson who's been there since like the shop opened so there's a lot of push and fighting there and whatever but it's so funny how they act. Um, that's a really good show, too. It's called Hentified, and it's on Netflix. Uh, and um, so, yeah, so coronavirus really hasn't changed much for me, except the fact that I can't go to the gym, which is really pissing me off. Uh, I've had to do workouts at home, which isn't really the issue. The issue is that there was a sense of not going from just work and home every day because now it's getting monotonous it's getting a little silly uh for me anyway i know a lot of people are okay with going straight home after work but you were going straight home after work to possibly have someone come over and hang out i'm not doing that i'm going from work to home and like making sure that i work out really quickly so that i can take the clothes off that i've had at work off and just not that I work on the front lines with anybody, but you never want to take that chance, especially now. And uh, like I said before, I have asthma, which is a chronic respiratory illness. So at any point in time, I could be affected by the wrong thing. Like my allergies have been crazy and my voice sounds a little weird right now. And I've been getting like migraines and stuff and I'm hoping I'm good. But then like the next day I'm fine. So I'm like, all right, cool. Because I'm a hypochondriac. I'll make shit up. <laughs> But my boyfriend's immunocompromised, and I don't want to do that to him. So I'm really trying to make sure that I'm safe and clinging and always have gloves on if I'm going out to a public place. Like, my boss gave me a pair of gloves yesterday, and I have two masks by my bed right now. And I'm just trying to stay safe and clean because, you know, if it happened to me, like, it's whatever. I know what happened. I was at work, and I did something wrong. But if it happens to him, I'm going to feel guilty about it because I brought it home. And I think that would like hurt my heart a little bit because I wouldn't want to see anyone suffer with it. But also, uh, this movie... <laughs> so one of the things that I relayed to my grandmother, who actually watched the movie, which I was surprised, was Contagion. I don't know if anyone remembers that movie, but it was back in 2000 blah 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 years ago. <laughs> 
I'm not going to look it up because I don't really care. But it starred like Jude Law and um, Kate Winslet and Lawrence Fishburne and all this stuff. And it's almost the same circumstances, which freaked me out a little bit because the first thing that happens is that Gwyneth Paltrow's character is in Hong Kong and she looks like shit. She's all sweaty and whatever. And she's in a bar and she's drinking. I'm guessing she's at an airport, I think, or she's in a layover somewhere. I don't remember the specific details, guys. Don't get too mad at me. But uh, she's fiddling around with, like, her hands in, like, uh, almonds and cashews, whatever. You know, they have sometimes a jar of nuts at the bar. Nuts. <laughs> anyway, that was my little immature moment. And I can have those. Some 30. <laughs> so she's fiddling around with that. So you know that bowl's contaminated now with whatever she's got because they keep making references to things she's touching and things she's doing and stuff. So something's wrong with her. But anyway... If you haven't seen the movie, spoilers. And see the movie already. It's been out for probably close to a decade now. Like, what's wrong with you? Especially with what's going on now, we should all be watching the conspiracy and weird shit. Don't contribute to the conspiracy, though. Just watch it and keep it to yourself. That's my advice, because we're not going to do this back and forth on social media shit where we just report everything like we're fucking on Channel 7. Anyway, so... At the end of the movie, they show you what the whole situation was about. And it was basically that they had bats hanging over a pig pen. And the bats were shitting where the pigs were eating. The pig would eat the shit. And then they would cook the pig. Hence the contagion. <laughs> hence the virus. And one of the parts of the movie that I thought was really brave was that this one lady who was, I think she was a doctor at the CDC or something, tested the vaccine they made on herself and was like you know what if i die i die but at least we tried something and i was like you go but also no like you're dying for your art because i'm sure in some ways it's an art form to try and develop a vaccine against something it has to be because i can't see it as just science otherwise i'd be asleep <laughs> also i need to finish watching you which I haven't finished watching yet, and I'm really frustrated by that, but I need to finish it. Anyways, so yeah, Contagion with the bat shitting and everything, and I told my grandmother to watch it, and she watched it, and she was like, oh my god. <laughs> she said that was the weirdest shit ever. And I said, yeah, it's, it's almost pretty similar to what's happening right now. And she said, yeah. And that was it, and that was a pointless story, but whatever. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like I was saying before, nothing's really changed for me in the way that, you know, I don't have company come over anymore because you don't know if, it's not even a matter of you don't know what people have. It's more a matter of just stay in your house with it. Like you could be clean, whatever, you could have been tested for it and not have it. But I still, you know, again, asthma, immunocompromised boyfriend really should not be having gatherings at this moment. Like try and keep it smart. Like, but I've been getting a lot you know, I've been watching a lot of TikToks lately, and these things are hysterical. And it makes me want to do one one day, but I don't really think I'm that funny to be getting on there and to get the views that I would want. So maybe I'll hold off for a while. But like I said, nothing's really changed for me as far as being on social media, funny videos like TikToks. I'm playing Sims more frequently, which is weird. And, you know, it's funny because there's I put custom content on there, so now it's like X-rated Sims. Like, <laughs> but I've been having fun with that. It's pretty funny to watch them do stuff, and you're like, oh, good god! Like, <laughs> like have you ever seen a naked Sim? Oh my god! I was like, 
ashamed for a second. And then I called my boyfriend over and he was like, what is going on? And I was like, see, I told you, I told you uncomfortable. And he was like, yeah, but you did it. I was like, yeah, I know I did it. I put all the custom content and I'm like, because without it, Sims 4 is just basic, you know, vanilla garbage, (laughs) which it was okay in the beginning, but it's like, I'm sure there's more fun stuff I could be doing. Also, PlayStation has to stop with these sales. They keep adding all these games and stuff and all these games I want. (laughs) Stop putting things on sales. And I saw a Tumblr I want that says Coco on it. It has a plumb bob. And if you're not a sim person, you don't know what that means. But the plumb bob is the little symbol that's above your sim's head to show what kind of mood they're in. Oh my god, I found one that said Coco on it with a plumb bob and I need it. And I've shown a couple people this, and it's fucking perfect. And I want it. And I'm probably going to get it. But I'm going to have to wait. Because I don't spend my money like that anymore. I have to wait on it. And I have to, you know, validate my purchases. But I'll tell you what. So many companies are going to be making money off of us. And so many companies are going to shut down because we're all going to be buying nonsense that we don't need. But that's what this country is. A country of buying things we don't need. So, that being said... I have said a lot, and I've said nothing at the same time, but I hope you had fun listening, and I love you guys, and I'm sorry for all the interruptions, but I'm not editing anything. I am leaving it in because I'm a human being, and if you don't like to hear me breathe, then I don't know what to tell you, but this is how this, these are going to go from now on, because I love you guys, and I'm going to give you the real me, the raw me, not this fabricated machine version of me, which is never going to happen again. So I love you guys, and I hope you had a good time, and let's get cuckoo, y'all. Bye.